Think about it. Every great story starts with ordinary people. Spider-Man was just Peter Parker, an ordinary kid in love with the girl next door. Luke Skywalker was a farmer on the planet of Tatooine before he found the message from a princess in need of rescue. Cinderella was just a poor girl living at the whims of an evil parent. But extraordinary stories come from ordinary people. And extraordinary is exactly what happens when God's story meets ours. Do you believe that God may want to do something incredible in your life? The pint-sized Joseph scurries across the church stage wearing sandals, a robe, and his best attempt at an anxious face. He raps on the door his dad built for the children's Christmas play, then shifts from one foot to the other, partly because he's supposed to act nervous, mostly because he is exactly that. The innkeeper answers. He, too, wears a toe-sack of a robe and a towel-turned-turban. An elastic band secures a false beard to his face. He looks at Joseph and chokes back a giggle. Just a couple of hours ago, the two boys were building a front-lawn snowman. Their moms had to tell them twice to get dressed for the Christmas Eve service. Here they stand. The innkeeper crosses his arms. Joseph waves his. He describes a donkey ride from Nazareth, five days on the open road, a census here in Bethlehem, and most of all, a wife. He turns and points in the direction of a pillow-stuffed nine-year-old girl. She waddles onto center stage with one hand on the small of her back and the other mopping her brow. She limps with her best portrayal of pregnant pain, though if pressed she would have no clue about the process of childbirth. She plays up the part. Groan. Sigh. Joseph, I need help. The crowd chuckles. Joseph looks at the innkeeper. The innkeeper looks at Mary. And we all know what happens next. Joseph urges. The innkeeper shakes his head. His hotel is packed. Guests occupy every corner. There is no room at the inn. I think some dramatic license could be taken here. Rather than hurry to the next scene, let Joseph plead his case. Mr. Innkeeper, think twice about your decision. Do you know whom you are turning away? That's God inside that girl. You're closing the door on the king of the universe. Better reconsider. Do you really want to be memorialized as the person who turned out heaven's child into the cold? And let the innkeeper react. I've heard some desperate appeals for a room, but God inside a girl? <laughs> that girl? She's got pimples and puffy ankles, for goodness sake. Doesn't look like a godmother to me. And you don't look too special yourself there. Uh, what was your name? Oh yeah, Joe. Good old Joe, covered head to toe with road dust. Take your tail somewhere else, buddy. I'm not falling for your story. Sleep in the barn for all I care. The innkeeper huffs and turns. Joseph and Mary exit. The choir sings away in a manger as stagehands wheel out a pile of hay, a feed trough, and some plastic sheep. The audience smiles and claps and sings along. They love the song, the kids, and they cherish the story. But most of all, they cling to the hope. The Christmas hope that God indwells the everydayness of our world. The story drips with normalcy. 
This isn't Queen Mary or King Joseph. The couple doesn't caravan into Bethlehem with camels, servants, purple banners, and dancers. Mary and Joseph have no money or political pull. They have the clout of a migrant worker and the net worth of a minimum wage earner. Not subjects for a PBS documentary. Not candidates for welfare, either. Their life is difficult, but not destitute. Joseph has the means to pay taxes. They live in that populous world between royalty and rubes. They are, well, normal. Normal has calluses like Joseph, stretch marks like Mary. Normal stays up late getting homework done and wakes up early for classes. Normal is Norm and Norma, not Prince.